Welcome to Black and Brown, a podcast where three black guys get to share their love of bourbon. We talk about current events, we conduct interviews, and good old-fashioned shit-talking. Our hosts, Bill, Anthony, and Delvin, will keep you informed on what's going down with that brown. In this episode, we get to talk about one of the dopest new products in the bourbon game, Blue Run Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Grab a pour and kick back and listen to us chop it up with co-founder and CEO of Blue Run Spirits, Mike Montgomery, as he lets us know how they got started, how it's going, and more importantly, what's next. Okay, let's get it. Welcome to another episode of the Black and Brown Podcast. I'm your man, A. Colbert the Plug, and as always, joining me around the table is my man, W.H. Stevens. What's up, man? What's going on, cousin? Good to see you, brother. Yep, and the people's choice, Delvin Joyce. What's the deal, fam? You know, chilling as we always do, man. And in this episode, we're joined by somebody we've been hoping to meet ever since we cracked open that blue run. That blue the, run was the bomb. Not even, Joe, before we cracked a bottle, when we saw the bottle, I can distinctly yeah. remember yeah. seeing it on Instagram. So we've been, we've been uh, hyping this dude up for a minute. Yeah. yeah. So let me introduce, joining us right now on the Black and Brown Podcast is the CEO and co-founder, Mike Montgomery. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. What's up? No, not much, man. So it's funny, like the, the story of how you got here. And when I told the fellas, it's always, always like you shoot your shot at somebody, you don't expect to get a reply. And I put out a tweet just for people taking notes, you know, what you got to do your homework. You put out a tweet, hope for the best, shoot your shot. And somebody replied. And I was like, I was like yo, we got to have you on the show. And you were like, yo, this is Mike. I'm the CEO. I was like, what? So, so Mike, I have to ask you, you're wearing a lot of hats, man. So you run the Twitter account too? I do. Wow. I mean, why? Multi-talented, this guy. So, Hey, by you know, the but yeah, but, yeah. So I was gonna say. Speaking of shooting your shot, plug did um the Sophia Vergara get back to you on on the Twitter or no? Yeah, huge L. She gave me the Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, thanks okay. for your shout out, but no, <laughs> Gwen won't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry, Mike. That's all right. No, that's important. Um, so you know, yeah, we wear a lot of hats. Um, we're still mm-hmm. we're still five co-founders. Um, you know, we don't have any full-time employees. Um, we're, we're also really, um, you know, this isn't the type of thing where we wanted to go out and hire an agency to run our social for us. Um, right. You know, it's, we're new. Like, it's a, we haven't even had our first birthday yet, right? October 22nd, 2021, we'll turn one. Um, wow. Oh, wow. Right? Like, we're That's okay. brand new, right? right out of the box, right? And so... Yeah. To be able to just hand that off, and usually what happens is, you know, you hire, you hire an agency, and um, you know, the, you get brought in by like the rainmaker who's got some experience, and mm-hmm. you know, and then the, on the first day they're like, here, let's introduce you to our intern who's going to run your social for you, you know? <laughs> right, um, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're we're not into that. We want, you know, everything we do needs to feel curated. It needs to feel personalized. Um, you know, right. you guys reach out on Twitter, guess what? You're going to get a response. Customer reaches out. You know on, what what's that? No, go ahead. I was, I was just going to add to that, but I, I like yeah. where you're going with it. You know, a customer reaches out on email or DMs us. They're going to hear from one of uh, one of the co-founders. It's going to be us. Oh, wow. That's right? dope. Yeah, I think I that's mean, really dope. You know, I, I can show you right here. I just got a new delivery. Um, and this is just some of them, right? These 
are uh, note cards, right? And, oh, okay. Um, all my free time is spent. Uh, free time. All my free time is spent, uh, is spent writing notes, thank you notes to people who have purchased a bottle of ours online, right? And Yo, so that's awesome. Coming oh, no. from me on envelopes, you know that are that are uh, addressed by me, right? Like. We want to have this personal approach, and we do this because this is how we would want to be treated by a brand, um, you know, in a perfect world, right? It gives us right. the opportunity to do things differently, to personalize it, to be involved with people. Like I know people's names, I know customers, you know, where they live, um, you know, facts about them and their families, right? Like mm-hmm. we want to be a part of people's lives, and not just a brand that sells somebody a bottle and disappears. Yo, that's cool. So, so let's back up a little bit. I mean, you gave us a little bit um, about the thought process, and I like that because you guys are really um, ingrained in your brand, like grassroots, which is dope. That I mean, to me, the reality of reaching out to a CEO on Twitter like blew my mind. But you know, with you explaining it like that, it makes so much sense. But with your background, I mean. You know, we want to ask, we like to ask three questions and I want to ask them, get them out of the way so we can get into like yeah, get the, the, the meat, meat potatoes. potatoes. Yeah, we want to get to the meat potatoes. Of, and some gravy. Yeah, yeah, with you and Blue Run. So the first question we like to ask, and we'll go through these pretty quickly, how you want to ask it. Because I think for us and for our listeners, the whole thing is your story and how we ended up to where we are now. So we like to ask the first questions like, um, what was that first gateway bourbon for you that brought you in to, you know, the brown, as we call it? Yeah. Um, it was uh, white label beam and coke. Oh, okay. oh white label. <laughs> so, so it was, it was a cocktail that got you there. It was, yeah, it was college that got him there. Right. So on the last show we talked about this. Like, so was that an office function? You had that white label beam and coke? No, I don't know who said it, but yeah, that was college. <laughs> people's choice that's funny so i mean and you went to u-dub right I the university of washington U-Dub. yeah yeah i did oh nice yeah man we we love seattle Husky. seattle's go dogs seattle's right? I, mean, it's, uh, yeah. I have i have a few passions in life obviously you know my family um uh blue run and mm-hmm. the university of washington huskies very if nice. it wasn't for all that rain, dude, I'd be looking at Seattle. You know, yeah. there's a lot of rain. With global warming, it doesn't rain anymore, so it's, uh, it's yeah, sure. It it could be like it could be like Phoenix in a few years. So <laughs> we might be able to work that out. That's right, because I think they reached uh, um, triple digits this year. I think, like they for did. the first time in forever. They did. So we Nobody could do Chambers Bay again. Yeah, yeah right. at all, at all. So, so the second question. So you're industry insider now. You know, I mean, it, I would like to call them the upstarts because you dropped the brand and just killed the market. You know, I mean, everybody went crazy over the product. So, being that you're industry insider, is there one bottle besides your own that you're trying to get? No, uh, <laughs> I love it. No, there's not. Honestly, I mean, so. I'm not an insider, right? Like I, if you, if you look, if you come over here to my house and you look around, you're not going to find like, you know, this, this secret stash of hard to find beer. Like I don't have a, like a pre-release of the birthday bourbon that people are waiting, you know, days for right now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't have a, like a, you know, a library, a pappy, um, you know, honestly, what I have are I have a few bottles of Blue Run, and I have a bunch of half-empty fifty milliliter samples that are like, you know, we're just we're tasting. 
Um, oh, that's dope. Oh, wow. So, I mean, there so, are other brands so that kinda, out there that, that I like. So that answers another question. But, you know, honestly, if I could get a, my hands on a bottle of something at this point in time, and I know you said I can't say this, but it would be barrel number 10 uh, of our single barrel, the 13 and a half year release. 13 Ooh. and a half year barrel. Barrel number 10. Okay. Go ahead. Jot that mm. down. And is that like impossible to find? I mean, the last time I, I haven't seen a full bottle of it or anywhere, but I did see a bottle in, uh, in Louisville, uh, that was available for, uh, for single pours. So, wow. um, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's hit and miss, um, you know, there's, yeah, so we going to, um, to Louisville, um, you know, uh, later this month, do you remember where, where you saw that like, yeah, yeah, I <laughs> what restaurant or what bar that was? Yeah. Where yeah, it was? That, that was actually at Evergreen, uh, in Nulu and, uh, oh, okay. and, uh, you know, you can great people there, um, really great people there, but they've got a good, they've got a good liquor selection there. Um, but uh-huh. the bar it's, it's kind of awesome because it's actually a bar and it's, uh, it's a liquor store, you know, a package store. So, um, but track down, uh, track down, track down Tim over there, single barrel snob. He'll hook you up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Single barrel. Some names. Yeah. Yes. I know who that is. Yeah, he, he's with, um, your boy. Who's my boy? Um, oh, Jack. Yeah, Jack. Jack. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, who's yeah, who my, yeah. Ah, yeah. yes. Jack Beckadu. Jack Beckadu. Uh, yes. So there's, awesome. you know, so, there are other places that, that have it, but it's like, you know, the, the, the numbers of bottles that people get are so low that, you know, they, you know, if it's not, you know, if it's on a shelf, maybe you have like an ounce left. There's not a lot yeah. left out there. Well, I mean, it's five of you running things, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I mean, we'll deal with the shortage as long as we get the re up. You know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> we count on that. So, so you listen to the show. So, the final question is when you're drinking your blue run, because since you're not looking for anything but that banger right there, what do you get on the ear when you're drinking that oh bad boy? I mean, I've, I've put so much time and thought into this, guys. <laughs> um, I, and I've been, I've been like, you know, around the block and back again. So, mm-hmm. uh, my answer is MF Doom. Ooh. <laughs> what? Wow. Mike just got a backstage pass for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, we got to get some clapping on that one, dude. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Doom. Hey, That's MF right. Doom. Wow. And, and I missed it. Did you say a specific track or was it just MF Doom? Well, in I mean, we, could we didn't really, give him a chance. We could really go through that if you want, but, um, you know, like anything look all the instrumental stuff would be great you got doomsday um doomsday would be phenomenal yes uh you know bomb throne if you want to talk about like specifically what we're trying to do right now you go to that track called bomb throne with zarface oh look at mike double m is in the house I try. Um, mm. You know, we're, we're really trying to upend this. We are outsiders, right? We're, we're, the, we're the, 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 the textbook definition of outsiders in this industry. Yeah. Um, but with, with Doom, you know, there's a depth to what he did, right? Yeah. His, his tracks were super tight. Um, uh, you know, his rhymes were, were deep, right? Like, you got to really mm-hmm. listen to him. Um, and so, you know, RIP doom, but, um, Facts. you know, that's, uh, that's, that's where I, I finally ended up on this answer. And I, I, I'm not kidding guys. I spent a lot of time thinking about this. 
Yeah, it's tough sometimes, man. It's tough to get that ear on some of these bourbons. Mike, Mike, I'm just going to go ahead and give you your flowers now, man. Initially, I thought, like, when you were on Twitter, I was like, maybe you were running the account for your intern for, like, an hour, and I got lucky, right? No, man. But, dog, listen, you down, like, four flats on an overweight dump truck, man. For real. That was a That's dope. dope. By the way, that was the dopest ear we've gotten from, like, the leader of a Fact. brand or a Yeah, killer. from the CEO Anybody representing of, a brand. Dopest well, answer ever. You know, we're, we're not... You know, I can't speak for other brands, but like, you know, I may be middle aged, but I still feel young. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So join like, the club. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I know what I like. Right. And it's, right. it's almost like right. with bourbon. Right. I know with music, I know what I like. With bourbon, I know what I like. I, I know when I hear it, I know when I taste it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, so yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's fine that I spent three hours, you know, over the last couple of days thinking about this, um, <laughs> you know. And, and Mike, you don't you don't look that old, bro. You look like you got at least forty more summers. So. Yeah, at least forty more summers. <laughs> at least forty. I hope I have more than that. <laughs> at least forty more. Right. Um, my daughter told me she yeah. wants me to live to one hundred and fifty. So. Um, Wow. I got, I got okay. a long way to kids go. Are, kids, kids' worldview is so dope. Like, when you talk to a child and they, they explain to you stuff, it's just like, you just have to laugh because, like, they get it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They see the possibilities of stuff before they actually see the real world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's dope. So now we got to transition to the meat and potatoes. Yes, sir. Meat and potatoes, man. I'm ready to eat. Yeah, yeah. So so now we ask the tough questions. So you have this career, you know, this background, you know, we did the research that we looked at the LinkedIn, try to dig deeper, do some bio checks. So you've done a lot, Mike. I mean, you've done a lot before you got to the quan of bourbon and put out this dope brand. So how did you end up from, you know, your uh, political career, helping people, your justice work, working with the U.S. Canoe and Kayak Squad to <laughs> co-founding an upstart brand and just banging out these hits. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a long time coming. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was really a long time coming. Um, you know, uh, I'd spent a lot of time doing a lot of different things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and for a very long time, you know, what I did for a living was truly work, right? Right. And, and a means to an end. And sometimes you end up doing something that, you know, you didn't anticipate, right? Like all of a sudden it's been 10 years and you've been at the same company and like, you know, you get a paycheck and everything and that's great. Um, but like I kept thinking to myself, what do I have to show for all these things I've done? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, whether it's politics or or some of the other things I've done, I've spent most of my entire career building things for other people um, and instituting their visions for how things should be. And, you know, over the last, you know, kind of pre-COVID years, it, I just came to this conclusion that it was time for me to try to do something um, for myself. On my own, right? Right. Like, it doesn't matter how many great ideas I have. If I don't actuate them, they're not good ideas, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, this this whole bourbon business was, you know, something that kind of came about slowly. It's actually, you know, I have I have a friend of mine to thank um, who 
introduced me to one of my co-founders uh, five, six years ago. And mm-hmm. he did it just because he said, look, I think you guys need to know each other. I feel like you're going to do something together one day. And, you know, oh, it was kind of awesome. weird, like, like, you know, set up here, this matchmaker for like me to meet somebody <laughs> who yeah. was like, you know, I'd never met before. I hadn't heard of him. And, and we just hit it off immediately. And, and, you know, Jesse, this is Jesse McKnight. Um, he's the type of guy who I could just call or he, you know, and say, I've got a crazy idea and he can do the same with me. <laughs> and we know that like you call with a crazy idea, we're going to listen. Um, yeah. You know, and so, um, you know, the theory with with Blue Run, at least from my perspective, from the kind of the political uh, perspective, um, is that the, the bottle is the candidate. Um, and so uh, you have to do a few things to, to elect a candidate into office. Um, you've got to you've got to do voter identification. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to really try to figure out who that voter is, who's going to uh, who's in that universe. Right. Who likes bourbon? Why do they yep. like bourbon? Right. And then you need to do do the GOT the get out to vote. Right. You got to force people to the polls and get them to vote. Well, voting here is voting through your wallet. Right. Yeah. Like, facts. you know, how do you get people to cast that vote for Blue Run? And for us, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's about uh, being authentic. It's about um, hopefully appealing to a larger audience. Um, you know, the one of the one of the theories behind Blue Run is that um, a lot of brands are very good at selling the product they have. Right? They've got right. Yep. Hundreds of thousands of cases or millions of cases, and they know who's going to buy them, and they're going to sell out no matter what. But that's still a very narrow segment of the of the of the consumer population. We believe that there's a larger group of of, of consumers out there um, that are that are not just the stereotypical bourbon drinker, right? Um, you know, there's uh, obviously women, but we're going to make a, a pink bottle and call it bourbon for women. Um, <laughs> right, because that's not that that probably yeah, wouldn't sell, you know, what I mean? just a little bit. Right. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's inauthentic. It just doesn't feel doesn't feel right, you know, um, yeah. to me. So what we tried to do is we tried to come up with a brand that would resonate with everybody, with all walks of life, right? And you know, sure, it's high price, but it's also aspirational, right? So mm-hmm. some people can go throw down for you know a full set of, uh, of single barrels and other people have to save up to buy a bottle of blue run, but they all come to the same conclusion, which is this is a bottle that should be an experience. This is a bottle that should be celebrated. This is a bottle that we need to enjoy. Right. Right. And it's not just, you know, go to the store and you know, Oh, well that shelf, whatever shelf you're on is empty. And you know, with blue run, there's not like, 10 people in the stock room who come back with boxes and fill up the shelf. Right. And like, Oh, we got another 12 bottles on the, uh, you know, there it's like, it's there, it's highly curated. Um, and it's gone. And so we want to expand this, this audience of, of bourbon drinkers because we're all, you know, part of this group of people who would want an expanded group of bourbon drinkers. Like we don't want to just be around people who, 
look like us or think like us or talk like us, right? This is this is a community. You guys know it because you're you're integral yeah. in the community, right? Right. This is an amazing wow. community yeah. of people. Um, it's extremely diverse. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I won't get into politics at all, but you know, politically, geographically, uh, socially, there's uh, there's a lot of difference. But what pulls us all together is whiskey. Right. That's true. That's a great, that's a great way to look at it because I mean, your analogies equating the bottle to politics, a candidate, all that makes sense because from, from your background and qualifications, the way you position it and put it out there is kind of the same thing. Word. And, so and I not only explain. that, like the way he, the way he talks about just like this grassroots effort and, and, and making sure that people feel like, you know, the brand is hearing them. I mean, I love that, man. So yeah. that's, that's super yeah. dope. What'd you Absolutely. have? So, so I just want to, yeah. to the, to the people's choice, um, comment there, you know, these notes that I write, there was a guy on, on Instagram the other day who bought a bottle at retail and he actually took a piece of paper and he wrote his own note to himself from me Oh wow! and posted it on Instagram. It was like, this is awesome. Right. Yeah, that is dope. It's amazing, right? That like I just started just writing his notes, thinking like, okay, maybe people like them, but you know, we're reaching out and trying to establish a one one to one connection or one on one connection. But like, people are posting these things now. It's crazy. Yeah, I love it. It's a dope community. Yeah, that's dope. Go ahead, Bill. What were you gonna say? Yeah, yeah. um, You know, I want to get back to your to your bottle design. So you know, I'm a sucker for packaging and. That bottle is probably one of the best bottles in the market. Yes. So who designed that and whose idea was it come up with the way, the way you guys, you know, bottled your your, um, your spirit and, you know, how'd that come about? Sure. I'll walk you through that. So when I was putting this team together, um, I had this, uh, so I live in Los Angeles. Um, okay. And, um, you know, we knew that. No stalker. For the, for the, no, that's cool. I don't mind. For the sneaker, for the sneaker aficionados out there. Um, you know, most people have heard of Supreme. Um, yeah. And so a few years ago I was driving, I was driving down Fairfax on a kind of a rainy, cold, you know, cold day in, uh, in LA. It was probably like 55. Yeah. So what? 72, 73. Yeah. Yeah. 72, 73. Um, <laughs> and you know, there, this is the type of weather where, where people are wearing like rain boots and, and, you know, maybe if they can find the earmuffs, they've got the earmuffs on and everything. And, um, and there must've been like three, four or 500 people like in line on the sidewalk, um, waiting to get into Supreme. And that's kind of when it dawned on me that there is, there are applications from other industries that we can apply to bourbon. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And so, um, so I actually picked up the phone and and uh, and called. Uh, believe it or not, my my wife's cousin, um, uh, and said, "Hey, does your husband Devin, who I'd met like a handful of times, two three times at at like Thanksgiving, um, mm-hmm. does he like bourbon?" And she's like, "He <laughs> loves bourbon. Why?" Got like, him. Well. You know, I'm thinking about doing this thing. And so she hooked us up. We started talking. He's like, I love bourbon. And I'm like, what can you do with a bottle? You know, because we are sick of, of not sick of, I shouldn't say that. That's not kind. 
Um, the market is flooded with uh, with bottles that uh, that look like wine bottles that have mm-hmm. right. uh, yeah. you know tan labels with brown writing that are called you know very very ancient ancient old so and so right. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, you know, you flip the bottle around on the back, there's the, you know, the, the, the story and it's in like a postage stamp size where you got to get a magnifying glass to read it, where they give you yeah. like way too much information. Um, so I just asked Devin, like, what could you do with this? And so, you know, Devin's, you know, he works at a, at a billion dollar company at Nike. Um, he, uh, he runs their lifestyle design. So, you know, not like oh, Kyrie's wow. and everything, but if you think of of like Air Force Ones, you know the, yeah. the mm-hmm. non the non sports kind of the streetwear uh, sneakers and everything under that. He's in charge of yeah. Of, so he's heavy in the culture, team, right? He's heavy in the culture. He's worked at North Face right. before. He's worked at Jan Sport, which is like you know hottest backpack on the planet for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like you know, he's just. He's got a feel for it. He's like, hey, I think I can do something really cool with this. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was a process. He put together some, some um, you know, some designs, um, some things that, you know, and I asked him to really push us, right? Like, don't, right. don't just give us, like, what you think would be acceptable in this industry. Give us something that you think could really pop. Mm-hmm. And... You know, he came back with these drawings of this butterfly. And I was like, you know, <laughs> okay. The, the <laughs> butterfly plays. The, the butterfly, butterfly plays. plays. And he said, look, yeah. it, this is. this In is the short grass. Yeah. This is going to resonate with, um, with men. It's going to resonate with women. And. Uh, yeah, because it peaks, it peaks your curiosity. Yeah. It does. And the theory, his theory is that, that the butterfly is kind of like an, it's like a, 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 it's a medallion, but it's almost like an emblem. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were designing this pre pandemic and, and the thought, his thought was like when, when people walk into a bar, they're going to, you know, they may not know what blue run is, but they may see the butterfly and say, I want that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, and, and the name becomes easier because, you know, you're not at ordering something, you know, like uh, like a scotch that you can't pronounce, you know, or that you feel embarrassed to, to you know, pronounce. Um, it's just he's got this great feel for design, obviously. Um, the bottle to me, the bottle when I saw when I saw this, uh, like actually screen printed on a bottle with a butterfly on it before, you know, before we launched what it what it kind of conveyed to me was almost like you know, like opening an Apple product, right? Mm, yeah. There's, yeah. There's, I can see that. Modern. Yeah. Very nice and clean, clean lines. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, he continues to, he continues to just pump out some really cool stuff. Um, and, you know, you're going to see this with the ride that comes out. The, the butterfly is oxidized. Um, oh, I was great. I was just going to ask you that. How are you going to yeah. do the, the green rye labeling? Yeah, it's, it's oxidized. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super cool. It's almost like finding a like a lost penny, you know. Um, That's so fire! Wow, so wow. I, I totally love it. He's 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 really good at what he does. Um, you know the boxes that the single barrels came in. You guys see those? 
No, we haven't seen no, it yet. No, no, we, we haven't seen the boxes. All right, so the, there's, uh, you know, the single barrels came in, in uh, they have a black butterfly, like a matte black Ooh. butterfly. And yeah, I've seen box, those on Instagram, yeah. The box has like, you know, kind of a Lambo door on it. Oh, shit. It slides up and open. Um, and so you guys, if people haven't seen that, you should check it out. Um, and about to go on the gram right now. You got you to get and, there. And by the way, I would have guessed that the butterfly was a little more intentional. I I, I was guessing because I had not heard the story around how the butterfly got there, but I was thinking that it was like a metaphor for like metamorphosis and how the bourbon well, goes in the barrel and that's the cocoon, and then this wonderful it, it, butterfly comes out. That's that was my theory, but you're hired because that actually. So I I, I kind of skipped over that. Um, you know, he's an ad guy. He is an ad guy. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, that is the theory. The theory is, you know, um, change, right? Like we want to change mm. the universe of bourbon drinkers. We want to change the way that people look at a bottle of bourbon. We want to no. change how people feel about a bottle of bourbon, right? Or how that bottle of bourbon makes them feel, Right. And so yeah. change, change is kind of the, the, the steady, the constant in all that. So you're totally right. That, that was, that was the, the kind of the, uh, the gateway to, okay, well, what, where's change come from? What, a, what does a metamorphosis look like? And it's like, well, okay, butterfly. Wow. 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 You know, I was going to, you, you, you want to go ahead? Just, just one more question. Yeah, because I have a. So, so, so was Blue Run, I mean, did you guys go through like several names or did it was, was, was Blue Run like from the top? We went you know, did a, you kind of like workshop that? We went through a few. Um, we went through a few and some of them were terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. Any you want right. to tell us? It yeah. Didn't make yeah, give the, us of a course, I didn't make the give cut. Yeah, give us, give yeah. us, give us some of the ones that you guys like uh, totally hated. Mike's Brown Water. Uh, so yeah, Mike's Brown Water. Uh, ancient, uh, very, very ancient Mike's. Um, <laughs> Mike's Super Hard Lemonade. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Um, maybe it tastes the same too. Um, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to go back in the in the in the memory book. Um, I can tell you, we had a few that wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have passed uh, trademark approval yeah mm. right like the, one of the early names was uh was kentucky blue oh wow oh. and um you know between the university of kentucky and you know who yeah that would have been a hard one it just it just wouldn't uh it wouldn't have flown but like yeah. you know we really like the the color uh aspect of that as well so you know there were there were some names that were not good there were some designs that were probably too advanced, like, you yeah. know, you know, 2.0 or 5.0, like Devin, Devin yeah. is so far ahead of the curve on, you know, culturally that like, you know, it still needs to, it still needs to resonate with a majority of people. Um, we think, yeah. we think like, I think he nailed it. Yo, were there, were there any reservations? I mean, because you guys launched, um, like you said, you're going to be a year old uh, next month. So you guys basically really launched in the middle of a pandemic. Were there any reservations as far as how that would go or what that would look like? I know the conversations had to be extensive and you came out anyway with this hammer. So did you guys like second guess, wanted to push early, wanted to wait until you saw how things were going to go? Um, no second guessing. It was, it was one of these things where 
Um, we had heard that a lot of brands uh, were pushing their releases into into the first quarter of 2021. Um, mm-hmm. So our hypothesis was that we had a clear, like an open runway. Um, so we pushed as hard as we could to make sure that we launched in, in 2020. I mean, literally, it's like the teeth of the pandemic, as you guys are saying. Um, right. Like everybody's, you know, to the extent possible, uh, you know, locked in their homes for as, as long as they can. Everybody's got the kids home. Everybody's, you know, struggling to make a living and, um, you know, get out of bed or shave or whatever it is people need to do every day. <laughs> like to feel good about themselves, but yeah, there you go. But like, you know, the, the theory is that people were looking for an experience that they couldn't get because the real world or what we hope will become again, the real world wasn't really available uh, to the yeah. extent that we wanted it to be. So we thought it was a perfect time to launch. Um, we pushed and kicked and screamed because even back then supply chains were, you know, all screwed up. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, and uh, and you know, we made it. We you know, we got. We, it's like in the nick of time. Um, you know, we feel. You know, I hate to uh, people use the, the the word blessed too much. But we we feel blessed that we you know made it under the wire. Yeah. No, I think it was the perfect time. Very nice. Yeah. Well, perfect well, the the thing out. that I appreciate time about to watch the podcast too. The, the thing that I the thing that I appreciate about your brand, Mike, is that you know there's a lot of I think I feel like there's a lot of brands that think they can come into the category with a sexy product, sexy packaging, and not really have to necessarily worry about the product inside. And so you know we we cracked this last week or two weeks ago, and we absolutely loved it. So you nailed the packaging, but you also nailed the contents, and so. What has happened, as you have gathered, is that the product is super popular now. And and so I want you to talk a little bit about the challenges that maybe you guys are having keeping up with the demand of the product and the popularity. Mm-hmm. And then, if you will, last second part of that question is, I see your bottle popping up on secondary all the time now. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about those prices? Does that piss you off or are you excited about it? Uh, and are you writing right. a lot of notes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the first question, the first part of the question is supply, basically supply and demand, right? Like how do we keep yep. up with that demand? Um, you know, it's hard. Um, we know that we know that we we've not been meeting that demand curve right now. Um, we're trying, but like you know, when you're dealing with 13 year or 14 year uh, a bourbon, like you know. Um, you know, until you crack the barrels and dump the barrels, we don't know how much is inside. Right. Right. Um, so there's something to be said for that. There, there are other brands and we know other brands have, have purchased, you know, barrels from the same family of barrels. They've proofed them differently, right? You're going to see proof points down in the nineties on, on these, on these aged bourbons. Um, and, we decided not to do that. We decided to, to make sure that we went high proof or, or barrel proof. Um, right. And because we wanted to give people more flavor and not appear like it's not a money grab, but if you're going to proof it down, you're getting, you're getting a bigger yield out of your barrels. Right. 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 So that means more bottles. Um, we understood that there's a trade off between, um, 
you know, higher proof and more bottles. And we chose to go higher proof. Um, I, we think because, you know, and we've got, luckily we've got the help of, of, you know, the legend himself, Jim Rutledge, um, that, that ain't bad. You know, kind of helps, right? Um, <laughs> helps a lot. And he's a phenomenal human being. He's got the, you know, the best palate on the planet. Um, he's, um, straightforward and honest. Um, and you know, so keeping up with demand, um, we got to just keep pumping out good products. Um, and you know, we understand that until we're able to scale more, we're not going to meet demand. Um, we'd like to, um, we're hoping that people buy these bottles and they share these bottles with their friends like you guys did. Um, you know, no, not so much. Yeah. I was really surprised. Yeah, Devin shared it with us, but it was yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He was, Come he was on, way outside man. of his comfort zone with that, but yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it, it worked out. It led us to where we are now. Yes, sir. It yeah. did, and I'm and, glad. I'm glad it did. And so, you know, the the secondary question is a tough question, right? Because, uh, like, I heard a story the other day about our rye. Um, I have uh, one of our one of our customers uh, who's you know become a friend. Um, the rye dropped in Georgia, uh, I guess, late last week, Friday maybe. And, really? Uh, yeah, Georgia hustled. Let me get my my soldiers in uh, in Georgia on uh, alert. You, you should <laughs> take the team up. You should, and and you know when when this episode airs, it'll it'll be on shelves in Kentucky and DC and Maryland and. Uh, Say Connecticut. California. Say words, son. Say Connecticut. Oh, I wish I wish we were there yet. We're not there yet, um, but maybe we okay. will, will, will be one day. So, you know, I get this text from from a friend of mine. He said, hey, you know, I know your bottles dropped in Georgia today. Um, you know, uh, suggested retail price is ninety nine. Um, I think it, the bottle was probably on the shelf for you know, 115, 120 bucks. Um, wow. but it immediately went into a secondary auction and it sold a few hours later for 350 bucks. What? You know, yeah. That's crazy. Like, right. That's insane. <laughs> like, yeah. That's not right. It isn't. It is insane. And, and my, my, and this is a new product for you guys, right? I mean, this is yeah. a new release for you, right? Yeah. So brand, no one's really had it. Brand spanking new. Nobody's really had it. And so, oh, wow. What, you know, I don't, I don't like that. Uh, for a number of reasons, probably for the same reasons you guys don't like it. Um, you know, but what we want to do and what we're striving to do is make sure that the bottles get in the hands of the people who are actually going to drink it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the, you know, I understand there are flippers out there and they're going to do what they're going to do. And it's really, you know, there's so very little we can do to stop it. Um, except for, you know, we hope that these bottles get in the hands of the people who actually want them, who are actually going to drink them or share them. Um, so it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough place to be, you know, I mean, you know, uh, there, there are a lot of brands out there with, uh, a ton of buying power who likely have the same problems we do. Um, you know, just magnified. Yeah, probably well, a good yes. problem to have. By the way, does right. the rye have an age statement or or no? No, it doesn't. But it just that just attests to your legend in in the palate of Jim Rutledge. You know, what I mean, it just you know it just helps it grow. Well, it does. And I, you know, on, I do want to point out, Jim so Jim didn't 
Jim didn't participate. Jim's got a Jim's got a rye of his own that came out, which is very okay. very good. Um, it's called High Plains Rye. It's a it's a four or five state blend. It's fantastic. Um, oh, okay. So Jim uh, Jim is is our uh, you know he's he's advising advising us on bourbon. Um, yeah. But you know these these are barrels. I think it's ninety one barrels that we actually selected on our own that are a minimum of okay. four years. Um, but these okay. are the barrels that we picked out. Um, and you know, I guess one, one little Easter egg I can drop, I, I, that I just thought of for you guys is that, um, later this year, there is a, there is a likelihood that we'll be dropping some more rye, um, but we'll likely be doing that at cask strength. Well, oh, okay. if you need three guys to come out and go through the yeah. tasting with oh, you guys, yeah. I mean, I don't know how you do it. We were going to ask you like how integral you are in the tasting, the process you and you and your five I'm compadres. Easily replaceable. I'm easily replaceable. Yeah, but you know, it's yeah. it's the journey. You know, what I'm it saying? is. So if you need three more guys in there to make it a cool eight, you know, we'll so throw out somebody. You, you need some I and D. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I bet you we could. Uh, I bet you we could figure that out one day. That sounds great. <laughs> I love it. I've go seen, ahead. I've seen you yeah, guys so whenever you, about. You go visit. You go play. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, oh, we, yeah. hey, we, Yo, like they we say, we'll, we'll hang out. We hang yeah. out. <laughs> so when you tell, you know, um, you know, uh, you and, you know, you and uh, I guess some guys like, you know, pick the barrel or whatever. So you're talking about you and uh, four of the founders. Is that yeah. who yeah, yeah, yeah. selects the barrel? Uh, for, for this rye release, yeah. Right, so. Can yeah. you talk about who your other uh, four co-founders are or do they want to remain anonymous? Um, I'm sure they prefer to remain anonymous, but I'll talk about oh, it. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I mean, no, I, I don't want to totally, put anybody I'm out totally there. Yeah. Oh. I'm totally oh, okay. I'm right, sure cool. they, they'd All love right. to be here too. I just, I stole Drop gems. Yeah. So, um, so I, I've, I've already mentioned Devin McKinney. He's the yep. designer. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's the Nike guy. Um, so, you know, we have another claim to fame here with, with another guy who worked at a, another billion dollar company and Tim Sparapani. Um, he was the first uh, uh, head of public policy at Facebook. Oh wow! Uh, and he's a he's a privacy attorney. Uh, that's the that's kind of the boring side of the stuff that uh, that he does. But he's been a longtime uh, friend and collaborator of mine. Um, and um, and he's a he's a giant bourbon freak himself. Um, he's got the best palate. Bourbon freak. It's the first I've heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> He's just got the best palate on the squad. Bourbon he does. Freak. He really does. Um, you know, when you look at some, look back at some of our tasting notes, um, like on the 14 year, you'll see, uh, you'll see a mention of Anaheim pepper. Oh, wow. Um, that's Tim. Tim apparently can taste Anaheim pepper. Um, <laughs> wow. You know, I mean, you, I'd be hard that's, pressed to, if, you, if you handed me like a basket of, of peppers pepper. and told me, yes, pick, out, yeah. pick out an the Anaheim Anna. pepper. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll be guessing at best. Uh, this one. <laughs> yeah, it's that one over over there. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, no, sir, you are incorrect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's he's really he's he's got it. He's got a great palate, um, and uh, you know he's also got some great insights in terms of of you know what to do and what not to do consumers. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, from his time at face at Facebook, um, I mentioned Jesse McKnight earlier. Um, this is really where the idea came from. He called me one day, and Jesse's. I should I should backtrack. Jesse's from Georgetown, Kentucky, originally. 
Um, okay. So okay. If you stood on Jesse's childhood, uh, on the doorstep of Jesse's childhood home, and you had a, a Nerf football, uh, not a wet one, but like a, you know, right? Because those, you can, you can really toss those really far. But a, yeah. you know, a Nerf football uh, on a windy day, you could hit Elijah Craig's front door. Oh, wow. So right across wow. the street. Okay. So, not you know, no, wait, Elijah Craig's like the like, like Heaven the Hill Distillery or where, no 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 of of Elijah Craig the 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 person's home place his house Delvin I know I just Reverend Elijah Craig yeah, yeah. One of the Pre- the preacher man Hill, all this stuff exactly so he's you know Jesse's kind of grown up with that now he lives in Northern California now but he also uh, he's he's back and forth between uh, California and Kentucky. Uh, seemingly monthly. So Jesse calls me one day and says, Hey, I got some guy who wants to sell me some barrels of bourbon. What should we do? Uh, like, what do, you, what do you mean? What should we do? Right. <laughs> buy them. Yeah. Let's buy all of them. You know, but I, I had this picture in my head, like, you know, spending time in LA when I hear, I got some guy who wants to sell me something. It reminds me of like a van on the 405 freeway and somebody selling speakers. Yes. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes that works out. I mean, sometimes, sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. But what that did is it really sparked it sparked this 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 kind of due diligence process, um, and I really dove into it really deeply and tried to figure out like, is this something that's just going to be a hobby, or is there an actual business here, right? Because I right. would it'd be nothing I'd love more than than like you know launching a bourbon brand, right? But right. like you know. You can't do like, you know, it would be a vanity project if we weren't super serious about it, if we didn't know what we were looking to do, if we didn't have really any idea what we wanted to do. Ultimately, we mm-hmm. let those barrels pass because, you know, they, they just probably weren't for us. Um, but yeah. it really spurred this process with, with me and Jesse going back and forth, talking about like, okay, if we did this, how could we do it differently? Um, right. You know, and so that's kind of where where we ended up. Jesse's a great guy. You should meet him one day. He's 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 got the accent, so you know he legitimizes wow. us a little bit. Uh, Speaking into existence, it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna happen. So often, do you get to um, a Kentucky? Oh well, um, not as much as I'd like to right now, just because you know COVID's booming, and I've got a I've got a ten year old daughter who just started school, and um, you know we need to. Yeah, I need to keep her in school. <laughs> sure, I got it. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, I, just, I have three know, in school not, myself, so honestly, you know, it's like right, not old enough to get vaccinated, and and so yep, I have two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I left out Andy Brown. Andy Brown is uh, is is the fifth uh, member here, and um, he comes from a a long line of uh, liquor distributors out of out of Louisiana. Um, mm. And he's also been in entertainment. He was a he was a producer at, at Sports Center for a while. Um, oh wow! Okay. He's he's worked with um, he's worked in in the the travel industry with uh, with cruise ships. So you know he brings a really unique perspective as well. And I think this team together is it's just it's different, right? It's not like we right. just, you know we went out and plucked somebody who's oh, like done it before, um, who you know pulled out this playbook and says, all right, here's the deal. We're going to just, you know, A to Z, this is how we're going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We could Cross the E dot I's. Here we go. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. it's this isn't this isn't a like bourbon for dummies sort of process here, right? <laughs> like, you know, uh, the the Cliff's Notes version. We really wanted to make sure that we did this our way and in a unique way, and we built the team with an eye toward being able to do it our way. But meeting yeah. Jim Rutledge, you know, and having that that like honor, that pleasure of meeting him, he's the guy who really keeps us rooted to the heritage of the industry. Right. He's out there and he's already distilled new filled barrels for us. Um, you know, he tastes barrels for us. I remember we had a we had a, a, an aged barrel that we, we got a sample from and I was so excited about it. I was like, this is you know, this is a unicorn. Right. You're not going to find it anywhere. Jim tasted it. And I was just he's laughing about this story with him the other day uh, because his his note back to me was, Mike, this tastes like medicinal pine tar. It's almost like I'm, wow. almost like I'm fucking on a Louisville slugger. And, That's funny. And it's like medicinal all, pine tar. Not just pine tar, but medicinal. Like maybe pine tar is good enough, but make it medicinal and it sucks, right? So how did how did you guys meet Jim? Actually, I mean. Did we, someone put you in touch with him or was yeah, it just like we, a chance meeting? Oh, that's uh, funny. Yeah. Medicinal pine tar. Can you remember that one? So, uh, Dude. you know, Jesse had. If I ever get that in a bourbon and I'm done. Yeah. Right. I guess. I mean, maybe that's a good way of saying like over oaked, but like over, over, over oaked. Um, uh, but I double, love double, it. double, 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 yeah, double, double, triple, uh, you know, oaked. Um, that's funny. So, you know, Jim, uh, Jesse knew Jim through kind of back channels, but we had a, we had a mutual friend who actually hooked us up and sat us down in a conference room with us. And it was like Michael Jordan walking into the room. Right. Yeah. Right. But Jim's so humble. He doesn't think of himself as Michael Jordan. Right. Jim's Jim's just, you know, he's a regular guy, just like the rest of us. Super cool. Super down to earth. Um, you know, and Tim, Tim was the one who had the, had the balls to say, Hey Jim, you know, we just told you what we're doing. Would you be willing to work with us? You know, kind of sheepishly. And Jim, Jim thought about it for a little while, a few seconds. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'd like to work with you. Right. It was like, you know, replaying that in my mind, it still doesn't seem real. Right. Like Jim, you know, Jim Rutledge. Yeah, I know. We didn't have a bottle design at the time. We didn't own a single barrel. Oh, wow. Okay. This was like early on in the process of you this guys. Was early oh. on. We had a concept. Oh, wow. We had a, we had a concept, which I, which I, you know, we talked about earlier, which was expanding the audience, making it more inclusive um, and, uh, you know, modernized uh, appeal, you know, and, I guess I guess that resonated with them. Um, so you know we're lucky. You know, it's uh, Very nice. you know yeah. as, as Tim would call it a happy accident. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so so what are your plans for like I mean with this unparalleled growth? Is that is that okay to say unparalleled growth? Because it's going fast, right? It's going fast. So yeah. you're gonna you're gonna expand. You're gonna get bigger. And like we started this podcast, we were looking for differences in the industry like diversity inclusion and as you grow um and get larger what does that look like for blue run spirits and that dope mariposa yeah what does that look like i mean scale is scales hard um yeah 
right? I guess I would say, you know, worldwide domination is... Uh, yeah, but that's... Role. Hey, pinky, pinky in the brain, man. Exactly. <laughs> Take over the world. It's just a modest goal, guys. It's no, no big deal, right? Um, <laughs> Yo, you're well on your way, dude. I mean, the product hit the ground and people are like trying to find the product. You know what I mean? So Yeah, and, and, and it's kind of fun too. I, I was actually tracking, you know, the only thing we can track are online sales in terms of, of speed of selling out. Um, mm -hmm. Our first release sold out in a week, seven days, um, <laughs> you know, and that felt like an eternity. I was just, I was living at my computer, hitting refresh, refresh, refresh. And, you know, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to, who, who can I call to buy a bunch of this stuff? Right. Um, if it doesn't sell and it sold, which was great. But then, you know, that was the, the winter release, the 13 year. And then we had a, uh, excuse me, the, uh, the fall release was the 13 year. And then we had a winter release of the 13 that sold out in five days. And it was like, okay, we're getting a little, mm -hmm. getting warmer. Um, Get a little traction. And, then we, and then we moved on to these single barrels and we had four, uh, four Monday releases, same time every day, every week. And those went from uh, 45 seconds to 30 seconds to 15 seconds to 10 seconds. And it's Ridiculous. so funny because I, I remember, you know, this is a time when we were doing, uh, you know, distance learning at home, my daughter's home. It's just like a madhouse. And I, I told my wife and my daughter, hey, I just need, I need a couple hours. I just need to be left alone. I need to focus on this, right? And I come out of the room like a minute later and they're like, what's up? And I'm like, it's over. And they're like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, I, it's sold out. Like, are you That's sure? That's awesome. Like, I'm not sure, you know? Um, yeah. and, uh, and then we, and then we sold more of the 14 year and that, um, that sold in three minutes. And so we'll see what happens with the rye. Um, you know, it's, um, it's good. It's good quality liquid. It is really good. quality. Nice. I can say, oh God, um, you know, I would put this, this rye against, um, for me personally, this is only my palate, right? I'm not Tim Sparapani. I don't have the magic palate, but I love this rye. And I would put that up against barrel number 10, which is my favorite single barrel, um, any day. Um, yeah. it, it is a good quality rye and it's a rye that bourbon drinkers can truly enjoy. It's a little sweeter, mm -hmm. a little, you know, a little more corn, um, you know, so, um, but I, I feel like I went off on a tangent. Um, no, no, no. That tangent, that tangent was perfect. That was awesome because it really showed your passion about your brand. And that's really what, you know, we're in this for. And the fact that we could connect with you as CEO of your brand is our own little. I want to ask one selfish question. No, I want, ask one, that question, though. One selfish question. Because yeah. I got one more after you. All right. Good. So, um. <clears throat> Going back, you know, are you are you doing any type of barrel program or is there some type of, um, you know, something we can because I'm yeah. asking for a friend. No, asking for a friend. Yeah, I'm yeah. his friend. Um, yeah, <laughs> you got good friends. Um, <laughs> so the answer is not yet. Um, OK, we're, we're hoping we're hoping that we can uh, we can start to ramp that up next year. Um, okay. You know, OK, we're still we're still such a small so about team. four or five months. Yeah, that's actually not that far away. When I say next yeah, year, right. it seems it's like forever, right? Um, but yeah. in product cycles and, and the way time's flying these days, uh, it's not that far away. So the answer is we are working on it. Um, for anybody for anybody out there, because you have a you have a, 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 a an awesome massive audience of people who want to know this also, email okay. Jesse. Thank you. Email my partner Jesse. It's J E S S E 
at bluerunspirits.com. Jesse's okay. Okay. a list of, of people who are interested, but reach out to Jesse, um, and hopefully we'll have that uh, all figured out here, you know, in the coming months. Um, but it, 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 it'll be an exciting, you know, I'm excited about that too, right? Yeah, me too. Because, you know, it's good to get, it's good to do the barrel picks, but it also puts us in the same room with people we want to get to know better. So it's, it's cool for me uh, as well. You know, it's not just like, you know, great, you got a barrel, you can sell it to your friends and, and whatnot, pick your own barrel. But it's like, we get to meet you. We get to actually like hang out in person. Um, yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's wild. That's yeah. the upside. So, you know, you know um, before we tell people how to find you and you give that out, you know, how do people contact you, whatever, you know, they got to do their own homework if they're going to hit you on Twitter. That's our little secret. That's right. Anyway, um, you, you um, inside, yeah, that's, that's right. insider's information, right? That's right. Thank it's you. Thank you. <laughs> Insider. One suggestion, you know, checking your website out. Love the hats. If you can make a fitted hat and because you're down with MF Doom, put MM barrels on the back, send me one. <laughs> I love it. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. If um, maybe, the, so the fitted hats are hard. We're still trying to figure out merch. Right. Yeah, it's dope mm. though. I saw your merch. Yeah, we trying to yeah. figure out merch as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, merch is tough. You're, you're farther along than we are because yeah, your, merch is your, tough. Your first one, the designs are dope. They're really yeah. dope. The, the, we got an expert doing the designs, which is awesome. I think what we're trying to figure out is um, like what the what the market is. Right. We're still so relatively mm-hmm. new, um, you know, that we don't know, like how much product people are going to buy or want to buy. Right. Um, I can yeah. say, I can say though, that, that I'm hoping that within the next couple of months, we're going to be moving out. Have you guys seen the black hats at all with the black butterfly on them? And if you haven't, yeah, I saw it. If, if it's on the website, I think I saw all the editions of the hats. I think no, I did no, see it. Maybe it's going to be slightly different. This is uh, like, okay. If you got, do you guys know just whiskey? Trey Wade. Oh, of course I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. We know Trey. I mean, well, we know of Trey. How about that? You guys got to get to know Trey. He's he's an amazing, amazing guy. Yeah, but if you yeah, he lives in uh, South Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, he does. He lives yeah. in yeah in Charlotte. Yeah. If you go to Trey, nice. Speed, just, just I think it's just underscore whiskey. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There are going to be some pictures of him wearing a black hat with a black butterfly on it. Um, and uh, we're going to be. I think we're going to be moving some of those hats uh, out for people. Uh, as well very soon um you know they're cool because it's an actual it's not just like it's a it's an actual butterfly that would go on a bottle oh right but it's also super subtle um so uh you know there's some fun stuff out there but i would i would love i'd love the idea of fitted hats i'm pretty excited about these hats that just went up um you know it's um you know, it's like, it's one of those things, it's like, you know, if you know, you know, it's just a butterfly right. and people are going to ask you like, what is that? Right. Yeah. So it's a and conversation it's the buzz up. for sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, um, but we're, we're getting there. We've got some more ideas for merch. Um, and, uh, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's evolving, I guess I could, I should say that's probably the best way yeah. to put it. Evolving. That's dope. dope. That's dope. Mike, this has been dope, man. Thanks for coming through the podcast. Thanks for telling us about your blue run. I mean, we were excited to taste it. I'm sure people are going to be excited to try to find it. But tell everybody how they can find you um, on the social. If you want to give them that, we'll give them one. But, you know. Sure. Absolutely. So um, 
First and foremost, if you want to reach out to me, I will respond to your email at mike at blueruntspirits.com. I will do my best, right? Sometimes I miss something. If you don't hear from me in like a day, hit me back. Um, but I am accessible. Um, uh, Instagram uh, is uh, at Blue Run Spirits. Same with Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're on Facebook at Blue Run Spirits as well. And you can find our website at uh, www.bluerunspirits.com. Um, that's where we, we also run our, our online product drops off of that website as well. Okay. Um, but go, you know, go check it out. And, uh, you know, you, I know you guys want to check out that, that barrel number 10. You can check out that out there online um, on the website. It'll have tasting notes. Um, I'm excited to, and maybe at one point in time, you guys can, you, you know, we can share a pour together of, of nice, one of those single dude. barrels. If anybody, if anyone can find one, um, I do want to point out, I said this earlier, I don't have like this massive inventory. I don't have like a bookshelf full of bourbon. Like you don't have a bourbon room. <laughs> not yet. Um, not yet, but like, you know, Keep your head all, up, our Mike. Product, all our product is going out. Consumers. So it's not like I'm just like That's hoarding awesome. a bunch, or I got a garage full of bourbon. Um, yeah, like, you know, our our customers come first, and we come last. I dig it. Oh man, That's dope, man. Cool, man. Mike, thanks for coming through, man. Next time you come through, we'll talk nothing but hip hop, man. Because with the I'm MF Doom, you got a backstage pass for life, yo. I'm ready. Uh, cool. <laughs> so for the Black and Brown podcast, this is us. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Mike, thanks for coming through. You hit an episode yeah, when it drops. Was dope talking to you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, so man. Much. All right. Delvin, any parting shots, man? Nah, man. We were already big fans. Now that Eminem came through, we are bigger fans. So I'm just going to encourage our listeners stay black and keep it blue. Yeah. Blue run, baby. Wow. I like, I like it. it. Wow. All right, man. Peace. Peace out, Delvin.